0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition You suddenly appear inside my heart Does this strange romance stand?
1: Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Well, it's that point in the season we all dread, but somehow brings a sense of relief. The day the Eagles are eliminated from playoff contention. I want that day to come as late as possible, every single year. My motto typically is... Get me through December. Get me to December. Let me do this all season long, all fall into the winter. Let me have the hope that the Eagles can go on a playoff run. Let me have the hope that they could win the conference, that they could win the Super Bowl. Let me have those fun Sundays. At least they start fun. They probably end miserable for me and for many of you as well. But beginning of the day on a Sunday, waking up, nothing like it. Feel a little sigh of relief, right? Don't have to freak out on Sunday. It does. It's a little rough uh you know the the Eagles will be playing on Sunday night this week they won't be playing at one or four o'clock so you will have to wait all day for that last game of the season no real stakes in terms of playoffs obviously there is a lot of draft factors that go into this uh the Eagles can have as high as the third pick in April's upcoming NFL draft or as low as 10th I believe so Given that range of outcomes, the the Eagles are in like the fifth, sixth spot right now going into week 17. What we would all hope would obviously be for the Eagles to lose, for some of their young players to still play well, and to get the third pick in the draft. I think we can all agree on that. There's no upside to winning, really. The outcome that will probably happen because of that is that the Eagles, after losing last week to Dallas... And a game with which they won Week 17 would be a win-in-your-end game against Washington. But it's not because they lost and got embarrassed. Embarrassed by Dallas after having a 14-3 first quarter league. Unacceptable. Most likely outcome is they win by three or four touchdowns. This is what's going to happen. They're going to win by three or four touchdowns. They're going to beat Washington. Knocking Washington out of playoff contention. Which would mean whoever wins between... Dallas and the Giants, earlier in the day, gets that NFC East title. So obviously, the Eagles are going to beat Washington, and Dallas is going to win the division. And that Eagles win is going to drop them to 10th in the draft order, because that's absolutely what would happen. And Dallas would get the division crown, and Jalen Hurts would have like 500 total yards of offense, only to play terrible and turn it back into a pumpkin uh, next September, right? That, that's what's going to happen, right? No Jamar Chase, no Patrick Sertain second, no Devonta Smith, no nobody, or the draft uh Jalen Waddle, and he'll be hurt his whole career. That seems like a real Eagles outcome, right? Waddle's medical before the draft, doesn't come back great. Eagles take him 10th, and he plays about three plays in 2021 before things all go up in flames. But what do we want to talk about this week? Doug Peterson recorded this on Wednesday. Doug spoke to the media on Monday and just wrapped up speaking to the media today. And he seems pretty confident that he's going to be back as head coach in 2021, which is a little surprising to me. I thought if they had won the division, that would keep Doug's job. I thought they would look for an obvious scapegoat, obviously, every intelligent eagles fan out there and if you're listening to this i consider you an intelligent eagles fan knows that howie roseman is to blame for the vast majority of the eagles problems their personnel their roster construction the contract situation the thing he's supposed to be good at oh he's a money guy he can fix the cap he can do this he can do that they're like 60 70 mil over the cap in 2021 the one thing he's good at turns out He's not that great at. Was he even that, like, was he that good? Or was he just kicking the can down the road a million times? Which, when you're in playoff contention, you're a Super Bowl team, understandable. I will deal with a year of cap hell in 2021 if that meant the Eagles went to three straight playoff, had three straight playoff appearances, won a Super Bowl, won a playoff game in another year. You gotta live with that, right? Gotta take your lumps sometimes. That's okay, but to think that we can undersell his horrendous draft record because of the way that he supposedly manages the salary cap is befuddling. Don't understand it. Don't get it. Don't know what he does here. What is your job? What do you do here? Besides make millions of people, literally millions of people angry. Good job, Howie. You'll be back there. You'll be back forever. My kid will have a podcast one day. They'll be saying, Listeners, dear listeners, on Bleeding Green Nation Radio 2.0, will Howie Roseman be back for the 2057 season? Who knows? (sighs) But I did want to talk about Doug, got a little sidetracked. Again, looks like Doug is keeping his job, at least according to him. The way he spoke, he said he's confident he's going to be back in 2021. The way he spoke on Wednesday just sounds like a guy who's confident that his job will be retained, that he's not coaching for his job or wasn't this past week in Dallas. Uh, Wouldn't really make sense for him to be coaching his job in a meaningless Week 17 game. Started grappling with it. Is is that good? I love Doug. In terms of the, I talk about a lot, the Howie, Carson, Doug, you know, power structure, the triumvirate of three major figures within the Eagles organization. I've also said that Doug is the least of those three to blame for their woes this season. Doug is the guy who, if he left the organization, I would think I would have the most success on another squad, on another team, with another franchise between himself, Howie, and Carson. And I think the guy who was most instrumental in that three-year playoff run and that Super Bowl win. Mostly because Howie, despite having that great offseason in 2017, where he made a lot of shrewd one-year free agent signings. You know, the drafting leading up to that wasn't too great. Carson, you know, they don't win the Super Bowl without Carson, obviously, in that magical 2017 campaign that he had that I'm sure we'll hear about from Wednesday defenders forever, but deservedly so. An incredible year of football that I will never forget As long as my brain works, as long as I walk this earth. But Doug is the one who was there for the playoff run with Nick Foles. Doug helped Nick Foles look like a guy who was about to get run out of football into literally the Super Bowl MVP. But just as Carson hasn't been that guy since 2017, Doug really hasn't to a certain degree either. There have been times in 2018 and this past year, in 2020, where without Wentz on the field, uh, the Eagles offense has had its most explosive moments of the season with a different quarterback in place. I think of the Houston game in 2018. Week 16, Foles comes in in week 15 that year. The Eagles are what? Six and seven. They go in to LA. Sunday football has 13 and a half point underdogs in week 15. Upset LA. Come home, play a great Houston team that won its division in the AFC South that year. They have a bombastic, one of my favorite Eagles games in recent memory. Um, maybe my favorite Eagles game in the post-Super Bowl era. A 32-30 win. Jay Elliott walk-off field goal. Foles has 471 yards passing and four touchdowns. Just one of those days that made you believe that they were still a true Super Bowl contender. Though Those days have obviously passed us at this point. Then I think of, obviously, this year, Jalen Hurts. You've been listening to the pod the last couple weeks. You know I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I'm a Jalen Hurts supporter. I love what Jalen Hurts brings to this team. And I am comfortable moving into 2021 where Jalen Hurts, as the team's undisputed QB1, now will they draft a guy that's a quarterback if they're high enough? Yeah, you have to consider that if you believe in Justin Fields that much, if you believe in Zach Wilson that much. You have to consider it. Doug's offense against Arizona and New Orleans... Looked better those two games. And I guess for a brief period of time down in Dallas. Looked better than it had the rest of the 2020 season with Carson. And with with Doug coming back. I know he's made decisions. That maybe in a vacuum could warrant a firing. That I can understand that people who aren't as fervent supporters of Doug as I am. I can understand their viewpoint that they may have seen enough of Doug at this point. Think of a couple of occasions. That meltdown in Dallas this past Sunday, 5,000 penalties, blew a double-digit lead against a... Obviously, the Eagles team stinks, but against a bad Dallas team, your biggest division rival, the biggest rivalry in this city, the most important rivalry to anyone in the Philadelphia area, You blow a double-digit lead. The Eagles are up 14-3 with the ball back. They go three and out with three straight run plays. It felt like Hurts was in a groove. He just threw that 81-yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. Oh, that bomb. I thought we were back. I thought Deshaun was leading us to the playoffs. I'm thinking, oh, maybe Deshaun against Washington, his old team, in Week 17. Maybe Deshaun gets a punt return in the playoffs, does some old-school magic. We're not getting it, though. So it's 14-3, Doug calls three straight runs. And it's just like why not? Why not let Jalen Hurts cook? It's that whole let Russell Wilson cook thing. Let Jalen Hurts cook. He just threw that that huge touchdown. He had looked good. That was their chance to put their foot on the neck of the Dallas Cowboys. Doug Doug played at vanilla. He's been way too vanilla this year, and he's become increasingly so over the last couple of years. I don't know if that's necessarily due to quarterback regression from Carson Wentz, uh, a lack of a sound supporting coaching staff around him. Or just his own plain fault. Probably all a little bit three. Right? So they had a chance to pull it away. And I think of obviously, you know, at the time, if you said I would fire him that day, it would have was the week three against the Bengals. Where they punted the tie at the end of the game. And who knows, in in a, in a twisted way, not winning that game could have actually benefited the Eagles. But not from the way we think. Because, you know, during the middle of the season, you know, some national announcers would be like, Oh! Eagles fans were criticizing Doug Pearson for punting and getting that tie. That might help him win in the division instead of they lost. But actually, in a reversal of roles, that tie instead of a a win, the Eagles were you know actually playing to win the game as they should have been. Uh, could actually help them get a higher pick in the draft. Chestnut checkers, right, Doug? Doug definitely not thinking that far into the future, but. Uh, This is the ultimate results over process organization in the National Football League. So it does not surprise me that it's going to turn out this way, right?
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: My affinity for Doug and what he's done in Philadelphia and the things he's flashed still... At times this year, it's like, like on Sunday, I think of those three straight play calls, three straight runs to, you know, then punt and it's 14-10 and the Eagles, you know, it's a 34-3 to run for Dallas. It's disgusting. But there were times of the game that the play design, I thought was great. I thought when Jalen Hurts was given the chance to throw, there were open guys and less so in the previous couple of weeks, Hurts didn't always hit them. He struggled a little bit with the three man pass rush and the QB spy, dropping a lot of people back. That's something he needs to work on the offseason. I think it's okay for a 22 year old in his third career start who played in zero preseason. And I don't want to be on the, you know, whence excuse train with Hertz now saying this, this, that, and that. Played okay. Bad moments, good moments. 22 year old rookie, third start. It is what it is, right? Not a guy who turned 28 today. In his fifth year, in the pros, fifth year, same offense, fifth year, the same head coach. A little bit different though, but I get it. I get the excuses thing when someone's, you know, theoretically your guy. And Carson used to be my guy, but this year, stuff happens. You know, that's not the word I want to say, stuff, but well, you get it, stuff happens. And I think Doug, maybe in the more casual fans' heads or in their thought process, probably gets more crap than Howie just based on, oh, the Eagles lost, their coach stinks, which I get. How many times? I've said that a couple of times this year. Again, Dallas game, Cincinnati game, other times throughout the season. But speaking on Wednesday with reporters, Doug said, maybe I have to draw up or ins- maybe I have to install better plays for the young wide receivers. You think, pal? And I can't completely blame him there, but like, good job stating the obvious. Doug, high level emotional intelligence, a true leader of men in the locker room. Great head coach in that regard. Fantastic. But not the most sharp guy when it comes to speaking with the media, right? little in over his head, a little goofy. He's just a goofy guy, seems a little overwhelmed in those environments. I think he got a little grouchy this year in 2020. Uh, All those years and building up and frustration with the front office, power struggle, frustrations with when's it happens. uh, Seemed a little bit more relaxed the last couple of weeks given that, given, you know, the way things have shaked out. Maybe he feels more confident about his job situation in 2021. uh, On Monday, he reiterated that he spoke with Jeffrey Lurie and feels confident about returning. You know, some of that could be conjecture. Maybe that was my initial thought. Could be putting pressure on the front office to keep him because he wants to be there, putting pressure on them to you know, give him, you know, a different contract, all these different variables that could be going into that. But it does sound like he's confident. And, but we're saying like, maybe I have to install better plays for these young wide receivers. Like, that's the most obvious thing in the world. But what would be even better is if Doug had actually talented young wide receivers to install plays for. Jalen Rager. I want to believe but my faith is slipping. John Hightower hyped him up in the preseason. Well, not the literal preseason, but in the offseason going into the 2020 season, not an NFL player. J.J. Artega Whiteside, a name that shall live in infamy in Philadelphia, who I bet gets cut for nothing this offseason. You know, maybe Doug would have been pretty good drawing up plays for uh Terrell Owens 2.0 and DK Metcalf. You think that maybe? Jalen Riker, I want to believe, as I said. Kind of hard to. I think Doug would have had a lot of fun calling plays, installing plays specifically for Justin Jefferson or even Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman. All of these guys who've had way more successful rookie campaigns than Jalen Riker. And I get that he's been hurt. He hasn't played all the time. But when he's been on the field, the results have not been great. I try to make my peace with it this week, saying, you know, I, I've done some mock drafts. I do some writing, obviously, for Breeding Green Nation, my my favorite place for Eagles content on the web. But, you know, I also do some writing my own personal newsletter from Broad Street with Love, patreon.com backslash Seamus Clancy, contributor for NBC Sports Philadelphia. And I've been doing mock drafts, and it's kind of therapeutic in a way. I know Benjamin Solak. Uh, does work for the fantastic, the Draft Network. If you're not a subscriber for the Draft Network, besides just reading all of their, all of their free content, you absolutely should. But I, I like doing their little mock drafts on there. Kind of a therapy for me. A little bit of medicine to take the sting away from this terrible Eagles season, thinking, hey, the Eagles have the fifth pick in the draft. Let me go take Patrick Sertain in this mock draft. Let me take Jamar Chase. But also, the fun of having the fifth pick and the first round means you have the fifth pick in the second round You have high picks in each round. It's great. It's fun. And it'll get us through the offseason. We'll get through it together. Maybe I'll do some live mock drafts on air. That'd be I think that's a decent pod. You know, come January, February, March, just load up the draft network and do two mocks. And I'll talk you through it with you all on here. I think that would be fun. Obviously going to have a lot of fun stuff planned for the offseason. Obviously the season isn't over yet. But we are creeping to that, especially when Eagles fall out of play of contention. It feels like the season's over, essentially. But just to kind of give you guys some ideas, uh, you know, gonna be doing my thing. Gonna be yelling. Come March, if that that Wednesday trade deadline day comes, the first free agency signings, I'm gonna be talking. I'm gonna be yelling. Gonna do mock drafts. Gonna be analyzing all the things I hate. Maybe when Washington or Dallas or New York gets eliminated, I'll come in here and do a shade and fraud podcast. From the bleachers does not stop just because the Eagles are out of the playoffs. I'll say that to you all. As long as Howie Roseman is in power, I will be here to rip it out of his cold hands. Right? Great season with you. And it's not the end of the season, but again, when they are out of playoff contention, it feels like it's the end of the season. So I want to give this little soliloquy. It's also right before New Year's, end of the year, end of the season. Just thankful for everyone who listens and, you know, this is my greatest joy as an Eagles fan, I'm getting a little emotional right now that, you know, I spend 20, 25 minutes a week just vocalizing all of the issues and problems. It's, it's, it's therapy just as much as anything as an Eagles fan and anyone who listens, I appreciate it, subscribes, leaves a great five-star review from us, follows us on Spotify or whatever platform you're on, you know, reads what I read on the site, reads what all of the fantastic writers and contributors put on our website, you know, and even people who... Might go as far to subscribe to my newsletter, follow me on Twitter, you know, read my work across the web, means a ton. So, let's get it, let's get a top three pick, let's run things back in 2021, we'll get going then, and welcome to Draft Guy Sheamus. that's who I am now, Draft Guy Sheamus. Happy New Year everyone, go Birds, love you.